Movie Hour, Episode 100, September 16th, 2010. Thank you all for listening. Spoiler alert. Following our programming may contain both movie plots and awesome. Welcome everyone to tonight's episode, the magnificent, magnificent event, a special event. All our hard work has culminated to this, the 100th episode of our podcast, the Bill Cosby Keeping It Clean Movie Hour. That's right. For the 100th time, I am Greg Maloney and my co-hosts are here to celebrate the occasion as well. My brother James and our friend Jeff. Gentlemen, congratulations. You deserve a pat on the back and possibly I'm some alcoholic right beverages. Now. You did what right now? I said I'm bowing right now. Oh, bowing. Okay. And I am drinking an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. yeah. With the studio. It's, it's, we're giving all the interns drinks. So if something goes wrong with this podcast, that's why. Um, all of us, we are consummate professionals. So we, uh, we can take, take our liquor and do this as well. And I know it sounds very, very difficult, but we're able to do it. Um, gentlemen, the first question is, it's been a hundred episodes. Hang tight. I want to welcome back, um, Long time uh, and uh, live listener B Lee. Long time no talk to, but uh, it's great to have you back. It's good to have live listeners. Always, always a pleasure. And hopefully, we can keep him uh, entertained for the rest. I think he's in <laughs> Texas. <or something. laughs> uh, yeah, big time. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, um, it's I guess be the most entertaining episode ever. <laughs> and I know we. Uh, I know I always swear I'm never going to do this, but I need to open the po- uh, open up the podcast with an apology. Last week's podcast. Hasn't been released yet. You're probably actually going to listen to this one before last week's because I'm going to release these both at the same time. Maybe I'll release yeah. them as one podcast, and then so three people weeks later to to we're going to release it again with like nine more minutes of footage, including right. more alien sex. It'll be <laughs> awesome. We'll put it in. We'll put it at IMAX. It'll be back. Uh, yeah, that is pretty much uh, the intern's fault, but also we had some technical difficulties at the studio. They've been uh, wrapped up, at least I've been told. We'll see. Uh, so both podcasts will be out for those that are uh, dying to find out what happened last week. It's intense. It's a nail-biter. But, yeah, I cannot believe it. 100 episodes. Question is, are any regrets? I don't I don't have one regret. Out of the 100 episodes, you know, maybe maybe the Rucker Hour, Puppy Power, Movie Hour. But other than that, I think. You're just saying that to hurt my feelings. You're going to start the 100th episode off like that. You're just saying that to hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's I'm, true. I'm still regretting the missing, uh, the long lost episode. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. It's backed up. You can't, you can't hear <laughs> me. There is an episode out there where all you can hear is Jim and Jeff, uh, Jim and I, for the entire half hours. The first episode we ever did. It's probably the best episode ever, but Greg refuses to publish it because he's not in it. <laughs> yeah, or it might be because they're not having a conversation with their, yeah. themselves. They're having their com- a conversation with an uh, inaudible person on yeah. the other side. Like That's a, me asking One side questions. of a phone conversation, basically. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been – a really fun time. I know we've uh, celebrated the past. We did a 50th episode that was sort of celebrating, you know, how how we did. And a lot of friends of the show gave us get we gave gifts to each other, and they sent us, you know, some fan mail. And um, I do want to say that it's been it's the reason we've done this is all all because the the people that listen. It's uh, always a fun time meeting up, talking. But uh, it means a lot to us when you guys are listening live, like B Lee listening from uh, Gunga Pit or the Movie Hour, or iTunes, or wherever you get our feed. But uh, we appreciate it. Cheers to that. I'm going to have uh, some quality bush light now. But uh, today, we wanted to focus a little bit about the future. Not enough people celebrate the future. So we are going to do that today. We wanted to talk about a couple things. And we also want to do a special movie review today for a big, big friend of the show. So we'll get to that. But um, before we get to those features, we wanted to just kick right to our movie reviews. No Hollywood Hoopla today. Uh, James, we're going to have uh, you start off. Start with the measly review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- saw the movie The Killer, uh, 1989, John Woo flick. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on our our infamous list of the top 250 IMDb movies, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it be great if you finished that list on our 100th episode? That would be, to... but I'm not expecting this to happen for another seven years probably. Really? Yeah, we have 15 <laughs> movies to go, so we're in for the long haul. It takes All us right. that long. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> one every six months. That's so yeah, this is a uh, like I said, a Jammu film, Hong Kong. Uh, so it's got the subtitles. Um, it's your it's an ultra violent killer with a heart of gold type story. Uh, basically, Chow Yun Fat plays an assassin who does an assassination job where a nightclub singer woman uh, is blinded as kind of a casualty of the event. And he feels bad for her, kind of lays low for a while and just kind of keeps, you know, looks after her um, and ends up falling in love with her and decides to kind of do one last job so she can afford to go to the U.S. and have this operation to save her her uh, uh, eyesight. Um, the job goes crazy. Hell breaks loose. Both the cops and the, the local gang, the triads, are after him. Um the whole movie is a very unpolished action movie. It uh, seems like John Woo isn't as stylized as he as he, he didn't was. learn. He didn't learn his dubs in slow motion. Yeah, this is, oh no, no, there are dubs and there is slow motion and oh. there are slow motion doves. But he does. It's not as <laughs> glossed over basically yet. Um, so you can tell this is like in the infancy of his his action creating a, <laughs> his doves in slow mo <laughs> yeah. slow mo doves infancy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, an emotion is forced into this, uh, movie, uh, via, like, overbearing soundtrack because she was a singer. They use her song all the time. And then that, and there's a, a lot of heavy melodrama in this movie. Um, there were two very unintentional laugh out loud moments that I want to talk about real quick. Ten minutes into the movie, we we're already flashing back to the very beginning of the movie, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just for those of you with ADD, yeah. remember what happened. That's great. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing is towards the end, uh, there's a big firefight at the end. Chow Young Fat has a uh, a similar incident happen to him where he is blinded by gunfire. So him and his woman are trying to find each other, crawling on the ground, both blind, walking past each other, and it's oh. hilarious. Oh um, I was excited for a somewhat recent movie that finally showing up on our list. Uh, All I wanted was a good action flick. But as uh, our friend Jarv pointed out, um, what we got was actually the cinematic section of a Final Fantasy video game. Um, <laughs> go see Face Fair Off or something oh, else. Um, yeah, it's it's not it a very good action. probably the music that did it for him. That, was probably that and just, I mean, everyone befriending each other right away. Like the cop that was chasing him was like, oh, all of a sudden I like you. I will help you. And it's just, <laughs> it, yeah, the whole thing was just very contrived and just like, okay, whatever. How was this on the top? This was on the top 250 IMDb? It was, what? yes. Holy shit. Yes. Did you guys start this list back in 1989? <laughs> nope, nope. This is a 2003 list, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 2003. Wow. So, I guess that's, that's yeah. very interesting. So, like I said, go see Face Off or some other John Woo movie. Face Off. <laughs> go see any other of uh, John Woo's fantastic films. <laughs> Face Off and or uh, Red Cliff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or something. There was the one with the slow-mo. Um, Target. Yeah. Broken Arrow. <laughs> no, it had more... Um, Black yeah, Jack. Broken Arrow. It was oh. Broken <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It was Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. Um, right. So I guess we should get to the big dog. The, this was uh, a Greg and I went and uh, Greg and I met up with a friend at the uh, theater actually just today. Right. We had to um, – we wanted to do this for Joaquin Phoenix himself. He's a huge, huge supporter of the show, huge friend of the show. <laughs> and we decided to go see – it's sort of been pitched as a documentary, but it's a movie about – What do you – I mean I don't want to get into a whole thing, but I, I heard you say that, that, that it's a movie and not a documentary. I don't understand how, you, how what, what makes it not a, a documentary. Other than it's written by somebody? What about it's written? I mean like – well, yeah, lots of documentaries are written though. I mean written doesn't preclude documentary. Let's see. Screenplay. Let's see if I can find it on here. Actually, I don't see yeah, it. It's, yeah. I understand, but okay. all right. Anyway, it's, it's it's a series of real events, whether they might be a little bit doctored or not, and we can have an argument about that. Right. But it's right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, yeah. Right. Anyhow, I would call it not a documentary, but yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. So let's let's discuss why we why we want to see this movie. Joaquin Phoenix, great friend of the show. It's a movie about his life, starting from when he decided not be an actor anymore and trying to launch his new wanted to be hip hop. Uh, singing career. Uh, man, um, it was really hard watching this with Joaquin, but I must admit, uh, 
going into this, I knew what to expect. If you are interested in seeing a train wreck happen on screen, this is the movie for you. But if you were going to see some kind of like informative, like insightful view of somebody else's life, I would probably stay away from this. Like this is literally this is a train wreck. Like I want to go see. Are you talking about him like, himself or the movie itself? If you watch Jersey, okay. him, yeah. If you okay. like Jersey Shore or any movie or anything about just people, reality TV, just turning to shit and laughing at them and how terrible their lives are, or how assholes they are that they don't even realize, like that's. that's I think this is. I think this is well beyond that. I don't think this is for the Jersey Shore crowd. Right, I, 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 like, <laughs> right, right. I think if somebody like Jersey Shore and they went to see this, they'd probably be a little upset. This, this, I'd imagine, like, if, if somebody had documented, like, Jim Morrison's, like, final two years on Earth, like, this is what that would be like. It's, 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 it's a man falling apart, basically, and falling apart because of his own, by his own doing, um, because he, he's sort of been given this, this spot in life, um, as a, as an actor, uh, and kind of as a family thing, too, but he's been just given this, uh, and he has some talent i've never i mean friend of the show aside i've never really been a fan of him in movies but uh he's uh you know he's he's a successful actor and so he's used to getting all this attention and all these great things and then he wants to kick aside the acting part because he feels like there's something else that he wants to do and all of a sudden all those great things he he doesn't get the ones he likes but the ones that he doesn't like stick with him and it's just a man being miserable and just turning on everyone and he's just an awful awful human being and I thought it was I, I thought it was an interesting look at what uh, about fame and uh, and kind of what petulant children um, celebrities can be. There was, I think we were I guess it sort of, kind of came up a little bit where I'm surprised that this whole thing like I guess I'm not surprised that this whole thing started when he did the walk the line played as Johnny Cash was nominated for that role wasn't he? Yeah, and from there. It sort of seemed to start after that. Like, I guess it was three years until he actually stopped doing movies. But right from there, I think he just expected to go from, whoa, people loved me and walked the line. I think I can sort of sing. And as soon as he jumps from acting career to music career, he just expected to be accepted. And he, he found out that it was a little different. And he even actually had a leg up that most starting musicians have no chance of. Yeah, he, and he, he had still an enormous could, yeah, yeah, and he still couldn't do anything. Um, man, he, like, if you're, yeah, I don't know, like, who, who's, who's this movie made for, Jeff, would be the question. Like, who's, who's this aimed at? You know, I think it's, uh, I think it's people that are interested in the, kind of the, the dark, uglier side of Hollywood, um, maybe, uh, the darker, uglier side of fame, and what what it can what it can either do to people, or what it can, uh, what kind of people it can it can lionize and uh, and idolize and put on a pedestal. Right. And I think one of the things he's talking about in the beginning of the movie is he doesn't know if he's become the person that they've typecast him as, or if they typecast him as the person he's become. And it's not exactly what he's talking about, but it's kind of like that. Like you wonder if famous if 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 famous turned him into this, because right. he's talking about being like a, you know, being like a brooding person or something like that. But actually, he's just an asshole. And you're wondering if fame did this to him, or he was able to get famous in part because he was an asshole. Right. And it's, uh, it's, it's. I, I, I kind of like this movie. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. Is, is it possible that the true audience for this movie is people close to him, so they could have an intervention? No, that's so yes. That, yeah, we we. I guess this sort of gets to the next question, which I don't want to jump to just yet. A uh, couple things I want to mention: other people that show up in this movie, um, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's in this movie. In a in a, the, I guess the main plot of the movie is him trying to score a record, a record with P. Diddy and trying to have him produce his his record he wants to do, and it's all about figuring out will that happen what you know what's going to happen from point a to point b i think the last date they give you in the movie is uh march 2009 so that's when this movie ends that's as far as you see uh to uh the recent history but um there are a couple i guess you get to see a couple other cameos a couple other actors um and there's also i think it's is it Ant anthony langdon is that who the other uh You're talking about ant yeah, uh, yeah, Anthony Langdon. Yeah, is his is his full name. But there's pretty much a couple people that follow him around. You don't 
you never really fully understand if they're completely hired as, you know, people to help him as assistants or if they're friends or what, but there's, he's one of them and he's sort of plays a pretty, pretty decent chunk, decent sized role in the movie, I guess. Yeah. He and that, I think the other guy's name was Larry. Maybe? Yeah. Yep. I think you're right. And, uh, yeah, they're like his, they're his assistants, but you can kind of tell they're like buddies with him too. Right. Um, and uh, so, particularly, yeah, the ant guy. Yeah. Is there a lot of just talking to the camera when this is going on, or is just filming these guys doing things? No, it's 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 basically um, in, until until the very end of the movie, it's almost entirely like uh, cinema verite. Like it's just it, it's just putting a camera there and watching what happens. Okay, no right. external anything. There are some. There's definitely times where he's talking to the cameraman, which in in some cases is Casey Affleck, by the way, which we haven't mentioned, his brother-in-law. And best friend, I might add, which, again, brings us to the the next question. Right. Um, So the big to-do about this movie, and which sort of addresses your question, James, is if this movie is completely legit, Joaquin Phoenix is falling apart like it seems he is in the movie, or is he actually in on the joke this is pulling just the complete complete the over going over everybody's i don't know vision on this and this is just a giant joke that him casey affleck and a couple other people maybe even a lot of people are in on um they even address it in the movie multiple times and uh sean combs discusses asked multiple times like hey are you is this a joke like are you guys serious about this do you want to do this? Computer? That was one of the funniest. I mean, funny in a really awkward way. Right, it's, right. It's Sean Combs listening to CD <laughs> that he has worked really hard and is clearly very proud of. Like, feels like he can pursue this as a career if we believe that this is true. And just goes, "All right, so, I, like, are you, like thinks it might be parody. Like, right. that's it, right. it, and it's it's interesting and." Which is the tragedy and the comedy. I, the yeah, <laughs> and I knew this going. Like I knew people had that idea going in, so I was trying to you know judge it the whole time as I was watching. You know, is this legit? And I've got to I've got to feel like it is, and that sort of leads back to your question: like, is this movie being released as you know, hey Joaquin, this is how terrible you are. This is what you've become. Find help. Do something. You know, we can help you. Whatnot. But. Yeah, I don't know if that was the intent of the movie at all. I think the way I'm going to speak for uh, I'm going to speak for hoax. Although I fall, I, I I have a difficult time deciding. Greg and I talked right. about this. I have a difficult time deciding. I'm going to I'm going to side with hoax. Um, you know, first of all, it's his best friend, and that put this out, and he had to sign off on it. He was given uh, he was given credits as a co-writer. Um, it, it's it's. There are some very 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 embarrassing things in, in this, like. Things that I wouldn't want anyone to see if I ever did, and uh, and uh, you know, and it's uh, I think that based on that, that that it's his best friend putting it out, and just some of the uh, some of the content. I think that that hoax gets a little bit of credence. Right. Um, The one thing, the way I think this movie started, they all talk about like doing a documentary when they're talking to other actors and other people. Like, what are the cameras for? Like, oh, that's for the documentary. I think they went ahead and just said, hey, all right, I'm going to make this big leap. I'm going to go from being a actor to a great musician. We should record it. We'll make a documentary. It'll be awesome. It'll be inspiring. And this is what happened. And now they've decided just to release it anyways. Seems like Joaquin could use the money. Why not? And maybe even before Joaquin signed off on it, and he has no rights to say no at this point, I really don't know why Joaquin would let this be released because I guess that's Jeff's biggest uh, point right there is why this makes Joaquin look like a dick. I'll like tell a giant you why. Dick. Oh, so. he is a huge dick. <laughs> enormous dick. The, the reason he's allowing this to be released is he got so close to the Oscar, got denied that he's switching categories entirely and going documentary style. That's possible. <laughs> Best doubt. Um, the other thing, like a lot of people were saying, even in during this movie uh, that was recorded, they were saying that it was probably fake or assuming it was fake or whatnot. And the point I had brought up to Jeff earlier was, I think a lot of critics and people seeing his career change just didn't want to be fooled. They just want to say, hey, if you're faking it, I'm 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 look I'm on to you. I'm, I'm on to you. Yeah. So when he later on announces that it was fake, he just says, uh, "There's like, oh yeah, you know what? 
I I totally saw that coming. Don't you didn't you didn't do anything. I think a lot of people say it's fake, but really when you look at this it's just a sad view on somebody that threw his life away and it, it is it's I mean it, like the one thing that's interesting is like you you hate this guy so much and you, you have no reason to feel bad for him towards the end of the movie but like there's there's a scene and it's right after the the famous Letterman thing where mm-hmm. he went on to Letterman and was just a complete space case. Um, there's a scene where he is he's just losing it and saying I fucked my life over and over again and like he's he's cl- clearly very upset and you do feel bad for this guy who kind of had it all and really ruined it for himself um, with this whole thing. But he took himself way too, if it, if it is, uh, if it is true, he took himself way too seriously. He wasn't willing to make a joke of himself and, it, and he just had a complete breakdown. Like that's, it was, right. it was intense. I've got two important questions. All right. First one is, do they use his music for the soundtrack? <laughs> no, there isn't a soundtrack. Cause the, uh, that would be another in for his, you know, possible Oscar. You know, maybe he can get best of <laughs> But the more important question is, do you get to see someone poop on F- Joaquin Phoenix? You'll have so, to read the book. <laughs> Damn it. We are led to believe that his friend slash employee uh, shat on his chest. <laughs> but it's not on um, film. <laughs> it's no, it's, yeah, it's sort it's, of on film. It's in night vision <laughs> cam. Okay. And something falls from the area of his butt onto the area of the guy's head. It's just, you don't know, like, again, is it fake? Is it real? I don't know. I think it's real, but. I don't know. That scene in particular was sort of fake looking. Uh, It's difficult to say. Uh, Anyways, Joaquin, I really think we're uh, we're at to the point where we need to get you some help. I hope this. uh, We can fire some interns, get them a job here. We can can get you. We've got room, Joaquin. We can move some things around. Greg, and uh, get you in here. It's I yeah I don't know. It's it's really sad to see. And as an like I don't know as an actor, I I never thought he was magnificent. He uh, just like Jeff said, he never really liked him. Like he did play a great bad guy. I thought he was rather funny in Signs, even though Signs is like whatever. But um, I don't know. Even Jim, he wasn't Jim, meant to be funny, right? Well, I don't, I think some of that movie was supposed to be funny. Um, like when they when Mel Gibson walks in and they're all wearing those tinfoil hats, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> As Billy points out, he swings he a bat at water. <laughs> yeah, he swings a bat at water. What he's yelling, Vominos at the the kids kids on the TV. That's sort of funny, guys. It's Come so it, you know it would have been a lot easier just to throw the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing, I'm not arguing about the aliens and didn't have water. I'm not arguing about the aliens and water. I'm not arguing about the aliens and water. That's that's. God, I fucking hate that. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, I do. I feel really bad for Joaquin, and I hope I hope he bounces back. And uh, I hope to see him in uh, theaters near you soon. We'll see. I think he's going to bounce back. I think it's going to happen. Or concert arenas. And I guess <laughs> if I, I do really th- like this movie, it's for a very small audience. If you are interested in Joaquin Phoenix's life, if you are interested in seeing somebody throw his, this is very. Uh, we were talking about this before. Um, shit, what was the other documentary we were comparing it to? The uh, Great Gardens. Yeah, no, not Great. Gardens. Oh, I was comparing it to Great Gardens. Just <laughs> no, no, we were talking. Be miserable. So <laughs> we were talking about the Boondock Saints guy. The the oh overnight overnight. overnight. It, it is yeah. very overnight feelish, but to the nth degree because overnight was for a nobody. But um, yeah. That if you liked overnight, this might be for you also. But anyhow, uh, yeah, we just want to do a special special preview for Joaquin's movie. I think that came out on the eighth, so it's been a week. But and there are a lot of great and terrible movies out there to go see. This is this one should be on your calendar. It's, it's, it should be there. There there are several movies out. I wanted to see The American and didn't get around to it. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's another story for another day. A lot of movies, a lot of movies to celebrate. Those are for later though. We've got we've got to look on to the things that are going to be happening in the future. Those things are out now. We need to talk about the future, folks. This is what we came here to do. And you're it's to- about the future. <laughs> I need to play that soundbite. I'm going to find it. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> that'd, be man, that'd be awesome. Uh, right. Anyhow, we wanted to talk about, and Joaquin Phoenix sort of uh, brought this up a while ago also. He wanted to talk about it too, but he couldn't be here today. Uh, we want to talk about P. 
people, actors, specifically actors and actresses, that are going to be filling specific roles in the future. For instance, the first category, the first topic we want to talk about um, was the, the next comedic actor that turns dramatic actor. This happened before. Um, the ex- example we wanted to use was Tom Hanks going from his 80s comedy gold, which, by the way, I, you know, if Tom Hanks wants to do a comedy movie like The Burbs or uh, Man with One Red Shoe and or Money Pit, you know, I'm in. So Tom Hanks, you and I, we can get together. I'll produce it. No problem. Anyhow, uh, right. We want to think of who the big. next – Yeah, <laughs> big. Uh, we want to think of who the next person was. There's going to be another Tom Hanks, and it's going to happen. But when? And hopefully uh, it's going to be in the future. And who is it going to be? Jim, what are you thinking first? Um, I had a hard time deciding on this one. There was a couple people that kind of fit the bill, and, but they aren't just flat-out you know, raucous comedians like the, uh, the trend is these days. Um, but uh, I guess my, my, my first pick would probably be my, my man crush, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he started out goofy humor, doing like two guys and a girl in a pizza place on TV, uh, doing the Van Wilder thing, uh, the waiting movie, that sort of stuff. And I saw him in the chick flick, but still a drama, uh, definitely maybe. And I thought he wasn't too bad in that. And I'd be interested to see what else he could do for you know, just straight dramas. Now he's jacked, so he can like he can be in any action. Movie. I don't know about drama, but that guy can beat the shit out of just about. Anybody. Right? Doesn't it seem that he's sort of going so? In the next, you know, five years, it seems like he's already got his action, yeah, romantic he's taken, comedy schedule he's done. done. The action stuff, still doing the action stuff. He did the Blade, right. and even did a little bit of horror with the Amityville remake or whatever. But uh, you haven't seen him in just a straight up, just normal role yet. So, all right, so you, you took a little bit. You took a bigger risk than I did because I, yeah, I hadn't seen him. Like, I mean, as much as I wanted to pull like a Steve Carell out of my ass or something like that, just I didn't see it as much. So, so I'm going with my Ryan Reynolds. All right, and he does have the the movie Buried, which hasn't been released yet, I don't think, which looks pretty dramatic for sure. But so, did you have any speci- like any specific for his what he's done right now that's already dramatic that you think is going to lead him toward it, or are you just taking a full out leap of faith? Yeah, really, the only thing I've seen him in that kind of hints to me thinking, was the definitely made. Yeah, and that was okay. it. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen him in anything. So real you wanted actual evidence because I went with straight conjecture. <laughs> All right, no, no, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Because <laughs> he only has one. I, I only have one. one. Yeah, yes. and like my backup that was kind of around in the same ballpark, same kind of like not super comedian guy was Paul Rudd, and like I haven't seen him in any drama stuff. So, right. All right. So Jeff, what is your complete conjecture leap of faith choice? Um, Wait, let me guess. Uh, what was it? I missed it. <laughs> I don't know. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I haven't said it yet. Oh. Greg was busy making noise. <laughs> All right. I was, I was so, trying to get something. I, my, 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 my first thought was Jim Carrey, but he's already kind of there. He's sort of done it. So, um, the, I don't think he ever I, achieved it, but yeah, go ahead. He's trying. Are you kidding me? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a great movie. Yeah, okay. One movie. Congratulations. Continue. Okay, whatever. All right. Um, so here comes conjecture. Mike Myers. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah, cracked into it with um, cracked into it with Inglorious Bastards. He's gonna he's gonna start doing serious serious roles. I heard a rumor that he's gonna be playing um, what's the guy's name? The uh, the the old drummer from the Who, Pete Moon, Keith uh, Moon, Shrek, Shrek, Keith, oh, Keith okay. Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Keith the only thing Moon. I've ever seen him do serious was uh, that's the Love Fifty Four movie. I think it was. Oh yeah, that's right. That was See? he was fairly serious in that movie. All right, let's hear your bullshit answer, Greg. <laughs> um, mine isn't completely based on random, uh, random movies and random. It's still going to be bullshit, right? I'm sure it is. Um, I went, with, <laughs> I went with Will Smith, and I, I know Will Smith has already done a lot of dramatic roles. Um, he was Ali, obviously. I Am Legend, which is sort of a horror kind of thing. Pursuit of Happy. Hey, Greg. Six degrees. It's about the future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was actually uh, – live listeners mentioned Steve Buscemi. I was actually thinking about him, but I think he sort of started and mixed with dr- dramatic roles like immediately. I don't think he's ever been full full comedy. I know he did a lot of Sandler movies. Anyhow, uh, Will Smith has done a lot of dramatic stuff, but I think he's on his way just to doing complete drama. I don't think he's going to go back – like I know he's got Men in Black 3 coming out. He's sort of like 50-50 right now. He's got Hitch. But what was his comedy section? Than- What's that? So what was his comedy section? 
Uh, let's see. Well, he started as Fresh Prince, which I know wasn't a movie. Um, you go to Bad Boys. Are we saying Bad Boys isn't a comedy? Because it's an action comedy. I'll give you that. Okay. Like everything, like everything, I guess would be action. Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Wild Wild West, Enemy of the State. I think Independence Day is more unintentional comedy. <laughs> yeah, I think all those are. Well, I think I think all those would throw go into action comedy. I never saw the Legend of the Legend of Bagger Vance. I can't even speak. Um, yeah, Ali definitely drama role, and then more comedy, more comedy. Then he did I Robot, which I hadn't seen. Um, yeah, Pursuit of Happiness, I saw. I Am Legend, I've seen. Hancock, I've seen. Hancock was. Comedy action again. Also, uh, I think he's done plenty of comedy. I think we can assume his comedy roots. I, 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 I guess strongest maybe I case was... is actually Fresh Prince, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like. I don't know that he was. Yeah, like that. That establishes a comedy actor to to get into dramatic. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Mike Myers wasn't well, much of an answer. At least Mike Myers used to do comedy. I, uh, just right. Anyhow, I think he's going to go full bore. Put the comedy aside and slowly move his way to complete drama i think his uh producing stats lean toward the movies he wants to make and they're all just complete comedy and or sort of horror ish sorry not comedy drama i've lost my train of thought anyhow i think my answer is the best also so i win category one moving on to category two uh next topic is actor who takes himself too seriously now this example was thrown in by jim i don't know if i agree with it we he threw in uh sean penn I don't know. Sean Penn probably takes himself too seriously. Are you serious? Have you seen the movie he directs? <laughs> um, not really that. I was thinking about more him in the news, but I think I don't know. I think he just wants to do good, Jim. I think that's what he wants. He wants to do good, and even if some of those are a little haphazardly uh, taken taken into taken advantage of, I think he does a pretty good job. Anyhow, we're looking for actors who may think they're uh, a little little too big little too big for uh what they actually are um jeff we'll start with you this time if you have a solid answer so again um not not any real uh by the way we're looking for future yeah these are all future they don't future yeah yeah we're not we're not going for people that already uh moved to dramatic roles um i mean what was uh this one uh taking themselves too seriously so um because it's a trait that I don't really care for in an actor or um, or director. Really, any uh, any celebrity taking themselves too seriously kind of bothers me. Yeah, this is actor. Um, I'm gonna open this up for uh, any any. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just. Um, I I'm thinking. Um, I'm gonna pick somebody I already don't like, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's gonna start doing that. Pretty <laughs> <quick here. laughs> all right, all right. So he's gonna he's gonna take himself too seriously pretty soon. He's gonna get a couple. Couple more uh, leading roles, like across from maybe some uh, some leading ladies, and just become an asshole. For, uh, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing it already, and we just don't know about it. Maybe, maybe so has a good like hint you to that direction, or you're just I don't like his face. Gotcha. <laughs> that's a good, you know, it's a good start. It's a good start. If anywhere, yeah, if anywhere, that's something you can build on. That's a solid <laughs> surface. You've got a good structure there. A lot of, a lot of. That's that's classic. Uh, I'll go I'll go second since I went last last time. I'm going with Robert Downey Jr. and he's pretty much just because you know he's been an alcoholic before, a drug abuser. I think he's prone to uh, uh, being an asshole. Also, uh, he's fallen off the deep end before, and I think he's on his way to another failure. He's getting all these great roles. He's getting all this attention, and I think soon enough we're, he's going to turn into a monster. And it's sort of a monster we've created, but it's cool because, you know, he's just our – he's our Jesus. We're going to sacrifice him, and he's going to become a giant asshole, and that's it. He's the next Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix pretty much. There goes our Houston distribution, yeah. comparing <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. to Jesus. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and apparently I've been comparing alcoholics to, as assholes and uh, not all – considering I'm drinking right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll have to, have to reflect on that. James, what you got? Um, I'm actually picking someone who I kind of hope doesn't become a person who just takes himself way too seriously, and that's uh, Emil Hirsch. Uh, Interesting. I'm a little worried about him because he's only had a handful of films, but he's already had a taste of success with those films. Uh, he's uh, been directed by a couple already directors, Ang Lee, Gus Van Sant, 
Uh, he's been around with some prominent Sean actors. Penn. Yeah, Heath Ledger and Sean Penn, and then also directed by Sean Penn in Into the Wild. So I think he's been around a lot of that. Uh, I give honorable mention to uh, Paul Dano, who happens to be in a few movies with Emil Hirsch, but he's been around Daniel Day-Lewis and was in Little Miss Sunshine and There Will Be Blood. So he's another one to look out for, in my opinion. You do realize he uh, was yeah, a speed racer fun. also, right? Yes, yep. And uh, and the girl next door. But even Sean right. Penn had his Fast Times at Richmond High. So, um, Also, Emile Hirsch apparently is uh, slated for... Paul a... Dano was in uh, The Girl Next Door, yes. too. Yeah, they've they're, they're actually been in like three track. movies together. Uh, Emile Hirsch is <laughs> slated for... Brian Lee is going with Meryl Streep because he hates her. I've started a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. Meryl Streep. Uh, Emile Hirsch is slated for Hamlet. And I noticed that for the writers, they put the play by William Shakespeare. Do we need to do that anymore? Like, isn't it just – can we just either just wipe the slate clean and say nobody made uh, Hamlet and it's just, you know, a story? Do you want to be the first one not to credit Shakespeare? <laughs> I'll do it, yeah. We need, we need to start that up, Start that soon. Uh, right. So for actors who take themselves too seriously, that's our list. Next topic, actor to fall off the deep end, which <laughs> – I had uh, great grievances with Jim's suggestion as uh, Joaquin Phoenix, which, by the way, Joaquin, you're not off the deep end yet. You can be saved. Don't worry about it. Uh, my example, I threw, I s- slotted in Tom Cruise. He's off the deep end. Uh, it's, it's sort of, it's not his own fault. A lot of people around him failed him, but Tom Cruise, he's he's gone. Mostly Nicole Kidman. Mostly Nicole Kidman <laughs> failed. Uh, I'll I'll start because this is, Nicole a, this is gonna turn the guy straight. I don't know who can. <laughs> this is gonna shock everyone. So I'll go first. Not really shock everyone. My answer is Daniel Craig. Yeah, I know, right? We saw, <laughs> I am kind of surprised. We saw that coming. I've got great reason. Nobody saw that coming. Great logic. Bullshit. I'm kind of surprised you just know who he is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Yeah, he's the guy in Backdraft, right? So. Yeah, it's Backdraft. <laughs> I think you're talking about. I think you're talking about Alec Baldwin. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> but if he was in Backdraft, and he was just like some some extra, I didn't even know. Anyhow, um, wh- the reason is he doesn't know if he's going to be a billionaire or not. The James Bond series is pretty much in limbo thanks to MGM veering toward bankruptcy. So he's a guy that's you know at the bar throwing hundred dollar bills out. And then thinking, wait a minute, I might not have a job next week. Uh, and see, I did see something in the world, weekly world news about him being in the closet. So it sounds like he's really conflicted. He might, I think he's just ready to snap. And I really hope he's okay. He may need our help. I'm actually going to start a website, restoredanielcraig.com, just in case we see this in the future. And we'll be prepared for the downfall. Daniel Craig, I'm here to help you. I'm just glad that you're reading the world weekly news or whatever it is. Weekly world news. You know, it's only online now. They they don't even yeah. stock it. Yeah, it's so, anymore, it's so terrible. So makes the wait in the line a whole lot more boring. <laughs> <laughs> you still have the National Enquirer, Jeff, which isn't as good of a. No, the National Enquirer is bullshit. They just put stuff about celebrities and stuff. Weekly World News was sweet. They had Bat Boy and Giant Condor. Hey, Bat Boy's still out there. Don't Caveman and or not Caveman, but uh, no. rather Bigfoot and James, Sea Creatures and James for a future actor to fall off the deep end. Uh, I'm going with Megan Fox. Uh, what? Megan Fox? She's always in the spotlight. She doesn't know when to shut up. No one respects her, and eventually she's going to be pissed off about it, and she's going to go crazy or just go on a ramp a la Mel Gibson or something. And be flushed people. out the bottom of the porn industry. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because listener B Lee says Sheila LaBeouf. So maybe you guys got something going <laughs> on there. Curse like, <laughs> the Transformers. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Megan Fox. All right. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. If you had thumbs like that, you might drop off the deep end as well. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have some serious problems with those thumbs. Some serious problems. Yeah. I. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I was trying to find, you know, a legitimate actor, not, you know, a pretty face, an ugly thumb person. But, uh, yeah, Jeff, what do you got? Maybe maybe yours is a little more impressive. What do you All got? right. So I went with somebody in the future um, who's a child star, actually, who hasn't gone or who was a child star and hasn't gone completely nuts yet. But it looks like his career might be waning. I think his best days are behind him. Um, he played uh, he, he, he played uh, Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> And uh, and then had had a little break there, and then went on to play um, uh, um, Frodo Baggins, 
And now I think that uh, Elijah Wood's career is coming to a bit of a standstill, and I think that uh, you know the I think that maybe the the fame will run out, but the drugs will keep flowing, and who knows what might happen. I thought for sure you're going with. <laughs> The kid from the Tool Time Show, whatever the hell his name is. JTT? Uh, <laughs> I swear he was like Huckleberry Finn or something, Tom Sawyer or something. I'm like, what is going with that guy? JTT. Wow, I can't believe you knew his name. That's great. That's of course great. I know his name. I've still got his poster. Oh my god. He was, Elijah Wood was a child star, wasn't he? I didn't really notice that. I remember it now. I, I didn't realize that was him in Radio Flyer. That's fantastic. What a what a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, so you think he's going to snap, huh? Well, good news is if he does snap, I don't think he can hurt anybody. He's like 5'4 and like 120 pounds. Did, have you not seen Sin City? I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> he's going to eat me alive. Yeah, uh... Very interesting. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have seen an Elijah. I've talked. I just talked to him yesterday, and he seemed fine. So, <laughs> what we'll have to see about that one. Uh, next, next on our list, char- the next charismatic leading man. Again, a Jim a Jim suggestion was George Clooney, which I would agree with on this one. George Clooney is a very very charismatic ma- charismatic man. He's done some uh, romantic comedies. He's now moving. I think he's done some serious dramas that have gotten him some attention and started as. Like, did his career start with ER? Does it, do we know? Can we get? And do we have any interns today? Do we have an intern? He today? was on uh, Roseanne for a little bit. He was also Roseanne. on. Uh, he's like the handyman on The Facts of Life. Wow! Yeah, holy shit balls! I don't even know what that is. It's so old. Yeah. Uh, right. So, Jim, let's start with Facts you since uh, you got your George Clooney joy- choice. Um. All right, I'll go with someone who's very future charismatic leading yeah. man. Future. He's, he's brand new to the scene. Um. Just has a. A few movies under his belt. Um, definitely a handsome man. Um, I'm going with uh, Chris Pine. Uh, Star Trek, I think, is going to open some doors for him. Uh, he's starring in a movie with fellow handsome man Denzel Washington in some railway train movie or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got uh, the manly good looks and a good chunk of charm. And I, I think he could be well on his way. The one thing working against him is also the thing that helped him is Star Trek. He could get typecast this as a as a new Kirk, if you know that series goes on and on, you think? So you think go on and on? That's he's nothing. Gonna, that he's going to be the new Shatner. That's first, what you're trying to say. I'm he's going to have no other. That, that's the one thing that w- could work against him. If I could be, if I could do Captain, if I could be Captain Kirk, and then for the rest of my life just live off. Oh yeah, I was Captain Kirk in Star Trek. I think I'd I'd be cool with that. Go to fan shit like all those crazy. Uh, sci-fi fan conventions and just like sign stuff for billions of dollars. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it might, you know, help them not achieve cluniness. Right. Right. Cluniness. That's what we're calling it. I'm happy we've we've nailed this down to the cluniness, the charismatic, the futuristic charismatic charismatic leading man. Jeff, what do you got? Uh, I uh, I went uh, similar to what Jim was thinking. I went with somebody young, uh, not quite as well known at this point, but uh, you know, good-looking young guy, uh, bright future ahead of him. I went with Andrew Garfield. Uh, the next uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. The new, yeah, the yeah. new uh, Spider-Man. And because, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a good head of hair on him. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good head of hair. Um, he's gonna be Spider-Man, and um, I he was in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Uh, which I saw, it? and you liked him in it. Maybe um, he was all right. <laughs> oh, um, he's coming up in that new uh, Facebook movie too. No, uh, oh, is he in that too? He's the the social media. Yeah, so he is. Yeah, he's also in the the Never Let Me Go, which uh, we saw a trailer for today. I don't know. I, I saw the trailer for him today, and I was thinking, yeah, that, that kid's got a future. Right, right. Uh, live listener mentions Adrian Grenier, which is means he's probably watched too much Entourage, which I never really liked, so I'm sorry. But uh, he was in some other shit too. He's in a lot of other shit, actually. Anyhow, uh, which brings me brings us to my choice, which again, I'm I'm, I'm actually making a vote based on you know ex- you know what's already happened. There's quite a few movies already under this guy's belt. Future charismatic leading man, Leonardo DiCaprio. I again. He's already done some movies, I know. I know. Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. Because I'm thinking, when he said, it's all Jim's fault, because he said George Clooney, and I'm starting to think, okay, this person needs to be in there for, like 40, 
40s, you know, 45, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and, and none of these guys are going to live to be 40, 45. You couldn't have a ballsier choice. I think it might be George Clooney. Right. George right. Clooney's a good answer. I should so, go with George Clooney. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Uh, so, it's about the future. It's about the future. Yeah, I know. But I don't think people – I think Leonardo DiCaprio still looks like a boy. And yeah, he's take, waiting for his big break. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's in the second. All right, go ahead. Go nope, ahead. I'm done. Jeff, you can go next. Okay, cool. Titanic. Uh, <laughs> Titanic? <laughs> question mark? Question mark? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Listen, I don't have a problem with Titanic being on a you're list. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, no, no, it's not. It's not a terrible answer. I just thought you'd go a little more, uh, a little more gutsy than that. And I don't know. A, not, I, Leonardo DiCaprio is not a not a gutsy call because I, I thought it was sort of gutsy. Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I thought I was taking a risk. You know, DiCaprio. You know, he's in Blood Diamond. That was that was sort of, you know, I'm a man movie. That was sort of cool. The Beach. That was a while ago, I guess. Inception. Charismatic. Uh, I guess. Whatever. Shutter Island. I used uh, the Departed. He's been the leading man, the the charismatic leading man in like eight movies. It's his fault comparing it to George Clooney. I'm telling you, uh, he's not old enough to be a the that like I picture Harrison Ford, George Clooney, Tom Hanks. That's a charismatic leading man. Leonardo DiCaprio's not there yet. He hasn't done enough movies as that guy. I, I guess I guess I just have a different paradigm for how I'm answering these questions, which is fine. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's, no. it's my fault. I didn't mean to get mean. No, All okay. right, it's okay. Brian, so Beely agrees. Beely agrees. So we're moving on to our next topic, which is the comeback story. Which this one I'll agree with. We brought uh, brought up Mickey Rourke as the comeback story, which is a genius answer. Which is not my answer for this one. My answer for this one is Leonardo DiCaprio. And- <laughs> Uh, it's right. been a few months. Yeah, he's been right. at work. <laughs> yes, it, uh, right. Um, let's have Jeff go first. So, futuristic comeback story. Somebody that probably is uh, not. In you the- want me to go last on this one? I don't know because I think I have the same answer you do. So, Jim, how about you go first? All right. B. Arthur. <laughs> Isn't hey. she dead? That'll be quite the comeback, right? <laughs> Zombies are big these days. <laughs> you, just, you owe me like a half a gulp of bush light. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest comeback story ever. Uh, oh, no, at least since zombie zombie John Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Which brings up uh, Billy's answer, Paul Newman. So uh, no, my, my my real answer is uh, man. This is a tough one too. There's so many people that I think. Would, could use a, a comeback, but I'm going with uh, Michael Keaton. Um, all right, all right, I like that answer. Yeah, he's, See, but that's like a Greg answer. Like he's coming back. Yeah, he's starting to pop out a little bit. I uh, guess this, we he have hasn't been in a major role. again, yeah. Like I went off evidence. Jeff went off what Jack Frost, 1998 or something like that. So yeah, he needs to come back in the forefront and be a major contributor to film because I love him. He's I enjoy all of his stuff. He's always a scene stealer. Just yeah, he needs to be in more stuff. I wonder if his pu- mainstream stuff that we can see. I wonder if his publicist just said, "Hey, Michael, great news! I finally got you something." Like after five years, like, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, this is gonna be great. It's yeah, I would like to see him come back to prominence. Not that it matters, but his uh, voice acting in Toy Story three was awesome, and yeah, he was yeah. good in the other guys, by the way. But yeah, it's uh, great. Get his guys. name back out there. All right, uh, Jeff. How about uh, how about you go next? <laughs> All right, I would say in the future there's to be a guy that comes back from uh, from a major a major dip in in his acting career. I would say probably maybe eight to ten years hard drugs. Maybe fame got the best of him. I think I think it's gonna be Mickey Rourke. Think- <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, think- that's gonna rally again. That his current, yeah, that his current, uh, his current comeback, quote unquote, is is almost at its end, as evidenced by his appearance in the movie The Expendables, <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that he uh, he's got no place to go but down at this point. Oh, and uh, you know, maybe maybe give it another decade, maybe two, and he'll come back. I should have picked somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio for this, just because, like, yeah, they're gonna like, go out of the movies in five years and they come back, just completely no evidence. <laughs> but what I am going with is best friend of the show, Joaquin Phoenix. You got it, buddy. You can do it. I have full belief in you. 
Joaquin Phoenix are coming back to the movies. Do you I think know. he wants to be in film? Have you not heard? Any I think of his after songs? he gets off the drugs, I think he'll want to be in film. Yes, I think he want, I think that's. I think that's his problem. He has a mental illness, addiction to drugs. He'll take. He'll take care. He'll take care of it. No problem. And the last topic, definitely not the most important, but the last one. Future perennial Oscar contender, somebody that pretty much every year uh, is up for an Oscar, whether uh, they act. In, uh, let's see, uh, The Outsiders or Apollo 13. So uh, the one that we brought up, obviously, is Meryl Streep, who really hates. And he also might <laughs> <he also laughs> <like> Tyson, <laughs> which is not a bad answer. But, uh, yeah, that's not a bad, that sounds like a Jeff answer, actually. You probably took Jeff's answer. So, Jeff, what was your second answer for a perennial Oscar contender? You're, you're going to laugh. <laughs> it was... Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Well, you know, I'm just thinking he's kind of a leading man now. Right, right. And I'm saying he'll probably continue to be. And he's in a lot of serious movies, so um, yeah. Right. Okay. That's fine. Because you you pretty much have uh, made your uh, made your choice based on the same things I did. My person was also nominated for Oscars three times, so um, also a leading man. Uh, no, I'm not sure about the charismatic leading man like Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in the future. Um, but, no, this guy actually is. I'm going with Johnny Depp. And nominated three times, hasn't won one yet. And, again, I think he's sort of getting to that age where he's going to be doing a lot more serious roles and people are just going to recognize more and more that this guy is not fucking around and he's going to be a contender. He's not going to – I don't know about Meryl Streep-wise, though. Meryl Streep's a freak. Yeah, so, she's a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, well – He'll do well. He'll do very well. And I should say it's More actually Kate Michelle. Wins-Ledish. It's maybe like yeah, six yeah. nominations. Uh, <laughs> Michelle's boy, Johnny Depp, is what I should say, by the way. I'm keeping that <laughs> nice. Answer. Um, and <laughs> Beely can't stop ranting. Tom Selleck, as in that or sweet, his awesome. Mustache. So, yeah, Tom Selleck's mustache <laughs> is going to be an Oscar contender. Um, no, I really think, like, Johnny Depp, I love him. He's done some serious things. I think after he escapes his Tim Burton phase. He's going to win all kinds of shit. So, And by the way, I think actually Tim Burton got him one of the Oscars. For, yeah, uh, it's like 20 uh, years really a phase. <laughs> it seems like I yeah. got her forever. Oh, I think he can be in a 20-year phase. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Why not? All right, Jim, you get you get last word. <laughs> like if it's into – like I, I've been in oxygen for way more than 20 years. <laughs> um, I'm going with a another fresh face. Um, I'm going with Carrie Mulligan. Uh, she was nominated for an education this past year. Uh, she's a British actress. Um, she's starring, well, not starring, but she's in that new Wall Street movie that's coming out. Uh, she's in that Never Let Me Go movie that I believe you guys said you saw the trailer for. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and my, it looks like she's going to be taking a lot of serious roles in the beginning of her career. And she's an English, so she'll be in period pieces, I'm sure. So all that just equals lots of <laughs> Yeah, the Never, Let great Me, point. the Never Let Me Go movie is going to be completely up there with that yeah. that idea. So That's a but great Kira Narly, She's English. So, yeah, and I've actually but... never seen her in anything. I've only seen her in trailers. But I like what I've seen so far, so... I'm back so now. from the trailers <laughs> yes. and from the the data online. That's right. Do you think that that did the Academy really watches the movies? No, they just pick some <laughs> bullshit and let it go. I should have picked Joseph Gordon-Levitt for this again. I fucking hate everybody that wins an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, the, uh, hopefully all these all these people will, will be showing up in the future as we as we suggested. Maybe we should put some kind of money on this. We we'll have to figure that out after the show. We can't talk about bets. That's on the show. Yeah, um, this is going to be on we'll my prediction these, list for a long time. Until we'll put all. these topics online in case anybody wants to add. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, <laughs> the movie hour. <laughs> in case anybody wants to add their two cents, um, I'm sure there will be a couple out there that want to play along. Uh, and speaking of playing along, we have uh, have to go to our, our final feature, the, the Parker Posey play along. Which, have by to. Wait, this isn't – well, we're, we're running out of time, people. It was this is movie to. hour. We get to. We yes. get it's to. It's a privilege. Wait, wait, wait. Hang, hang tight. Hang tight. I got a question. You have a question? Yeah, I've got I've got a future question. Oh, you have a que- you have a question for the future? Yeah, yeah, about, it's about the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, we should have announced this as a drinking game at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going to be the next uh the next big thing for uh 
for teens, tweens, and uh, wannabe teen girls. Uh, like right now, <laughs> vampires. Huge. All across the board, gigantic. Um, so does it have to be like something as big of a group as vampires? No, 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 no. I mean, that's just a big thing right now. Like, I mean, it could be anything. I'll, um, I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys a second to uh, to think, and I'll tell you mine. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with aquatic mammals. Aquatic mammals, <laughs> like dolphins. Chicks love dolphins. Uh, yours uh, dolphins? is pretty similar to mine, so that's scary. Uh, sea otters, um, <laughs> river otters, sea lions, seals. Chicks love that. My girlfriend, who is a girl, loves them. <laughs> is she a tween or a wannabe yeah, tween? Yeah, she's not a tween. <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it's just a That's girl. Good. All right, I've got a guess. I've got a good one. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 3D Girls are going to lose their shit over 3D in the future. Future tweens. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from, away from the live listener's joke. That's the joke I want to say, but we got to uh, His joke is in all capital letters, cox. James, what's your answer to Jeff's um, question? About I'm, going, um, I'm going for a recycled idea. I'm going back to the old uh, 60s summer break surfing movies that are parodied in uh, the beginning of Top Secret. That's what I'm going with. Nice, nice. The like 60s summer parodies. Fantastic! We're going out to the camp today, or the the one that's in. Uh, oh, we're surfing. Groovy sunsets with my yes. favorite. It's, girl. it's coming back. Finichello is going to make a comeback. Play the <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Of top oh man, yeah, that's an excellent question, Jeff. I'm happy we wrapped on that question, and now we can move to the the Parker Posey play along. Everyone's favorite feature. I don't know. Do we know? Does anyone have the number on how many uh, Parker Poseys we've done? We started it not on the first episode, but maybe. Five episodes in? No. I think it's early. I think it's like the second. Yeah, I thought it was really early. I thought fifth. I can tell you in a minute, actually. All right. All right. You work on that. Okay. Um, The Parker Posey. I'm going going over five. I'm going $6. $6. I get at least four to five then. Uh, Parker Posey play along all started uh, as a small idea, and it's blossomed into this huge, powerful feature of the, the movie hour. The, probably the best one. And Episode 3, I, by the way. Oof. Everyone's uh, favorite. Question we bring up on the podcast. One of us brings it up live to the other other uh, co-hosts and live listeners can answer as well. Uh, the question last week was from Jeff, and the question was, name an actor that has been typecast, but you don't really mind because you like them so much in that role. And uh, Jeff, did you have anything specific you want to mention about the, the answers you got? Uh Good answers. We got good, much better than mine. I, I liked my question more than I liked my answer. Uh, one of one of those times, and I really liked um, so, some of the uh, some of the real good stuff that we got there. Michael Ironsides was awesome. KBW uh, always mentions Michael Ironside, and she's right. We do we do need to have him sponsor an episode, and he is a great he's a great guy. And uh, what is it? Rico's Roughnecks, Starship right. Starship Troopers. Anybody? Anybody? I don't think she even mentioned that. Come on, come on, people. Uh, but yeah, very, very good question. Uh, and of course you can answer this next week. I have the next question and I did this. I think it's a really good question. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it might be misunderstood by some people, primarily Jeff, but we'll see. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Also, Megan Fox, very theme based. Megan Fox could be your answer, but you might want to rethink it after I say it. Uh, question is, and this is looking way to the future, hundred years from now, about 100 years from now, we're all probably going to be replaced by robots. And the question is, whose image would you want your robot fashioned from? So voice and everything. You can pick anybody in the history of Hollywood that your robot has the voice of and maybe acts like the characters can that I that person's done. Yeah, it can be – well, no, 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 not from different people. <laughs> Megan <laughs> Fox's thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> cannot be from different people. No, sir. Cannot be. How about um, even the voice? Can I have somebody's body? And, what like, I what James I imagine Jones's is voice. I if I, if we have any fans of Futurama out there, I picture picture your robot in a Futurama episode, and your robot acting as that person did as different characters. Like if you wanted to pick like a but like let me ask how far the technology is advanced. Are we talking like does it look like that person or is it like made out of metal? 
like I mean, made out of metal. Made out of metal. Is there like some sort of like synthetic skin? Like, yeah, we're we're like, talking. Like, that's a very good off. question. I'm happy you asked that. I'm very happy you asked that. Very good question. <laughs> so the I robot's really, gonna have the personality, and that's it. Yes, I don't. The, you're not gonna have the skin tone of this person. You might. You're gonna have the attitude. You're gonna have the sound. Well, and you're gonna have. You might have songs. the hair. You might have the hair of that person, and you might have like maybe like a piece of clothing. Who's that. putting hair and clothing on I'm their robot? <laughs> what the f- Dude, it's the future. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Who's putting wigs on their robots? <laughs> Everyone's doing God, it. God, you have a bleak and sick view of the future. It's gonna be no. What are you talking about? This is an awesome view of the future, dude. Everyone's gonna be cool because everyone's robot is based on somebody they loved, and uh, right. So Jeff's is gonna be based on Megan Fox. So she's gonna have like some tattoo on her. That's not true. That's what you said before. That's not true. Um, right. So I my answer, like Jeff mentioned, I don't like my answer as much as I like my question. My question is just unbelievably amazing. Uh, my answer, I went with Swayze. Because Swayze's attitude, his swagger is completely – it's number one. It's top. And you throw that head of hair on that robot and you throw that <laughs> little knife. You throw that knife in his boot and then, you know, you've got, a, you've got an awesome robot. And I really – and not to mention the voices he can do like from all the different Swayze roles he's done, which yeah, I think he's played the same guy in every movie. Um, I think he would do a really good job. I think it would be fantastic. I think that would be a great robot – Modeled after a great person. R.I.P. Swayze, we'll miss you. And, uh, yeah, I guess who's ready for the answer? I don't, I don't see anybody, uh, jumping here. B. B. Lee made some comments. Not going to read them yet. I don't think he actually said anything other than DiCaprio, Cox, Wolves, Werewolves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's going with Bill Cosby. He's going with Bill Cosby. Which is a great answer. (laughs) All right. That is a pretty good answer, actually. Having a robot talk like Bill Cosby alone. (laughs) See, he understands the question. He understands the question. I don't know if you two guys. I I definitely don't understand the question. So why does it need to wear a wig? Oh man! Because people need to under people need to know who it helps identify who the person is. So is it important that their hair is like distinctive? I, I, my robot's not having hair. I don't think. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's your guys going to be, Jim? Is it Ed Harris? Is it Ed Harris? <laughs> is it Patrick Stewart? Ball joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, sadly, the first thing that popped in my mind was that stupid robot movie with fucking Robin Williams. Um, Bicentennial Man! <laughs> I think... Yay! I think just for the voice alone and the calming influence he seems to portray in all of his roles, I'm going with Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott? Yeah, Bicent- maybe, maybe give him like, the mustache. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought the other guy. Oh, I thought... No. Was, yeah, that's, okay. that's a good call. Nobody yeah. would... <laughs> wow, that is a good... Yeah, he's that's a good voice. The dude, the dude abides. Yeah, very good answer. Very good answer. Sam Elliott. Do you get it? So you're going to take the cowboy hat, the mustache, and the voice? No, I just... Yeah, the mustache, the voice, and then just, you know, his laid-back demeanor. Yeah, he is laid-back. Your and, robot. You know, he's, gonna, he could be friends with your Patrick Swayze. They yeah. could be in Roadhouse together. Yeah. <laughs> we could recreate it. No, I think we're about gonna that. We're going to be a great team in the 100 years, Jeff. We're going to be a great team. Maybe we can do a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Jeff, what do you, what's, what's your question? What, what actor, actress, anybody, history of Hollywood, they're going to have the technology to recreate him in robot form. <laughs> what? All right, so. Do you like the fashion my, robot? I, I thought how cool it would be to have a Charlie Chaplin robot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. No, I um, just you know, could do like all those. Re- but then I, people would think that I had a Hitler robot yeah, because the mustache, the hair. Because that's really the only distinguishing thing is the hair. So I wouldn't want that. Um, well, he would have. He would have the cap. The, the Chaplin cap is pretty good too. I would want um I would want the Paul Rudd bot because uh, I have kind of I have a I have a bit of a man crush on Paul Rudd I think he's like he's like the ultimate like guy friend in movies anyway that's like his Hollywood personalities he's like a you know like a cool like wingman or like guy you want friend other robots guy. to like your robot yeah you want, you want people to like your future robot no no I want them to like me right right he's like your yeah, avatar yes. which is Paul Rudd yeah yeah your avatar is Paul Rudd wait 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 I'm the robot. Yes, this is replacing you, right? 
Yeah, in the future, you're going to be replaced by a robot. Yes. Where am I going to be? You're going to be dead. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I'm, not, I'm not even going to be there? No. You won't be Louis in July. Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to put up with him. <laughs> Louis Anderson. Oh, my God. And Jeff curses the oh, world. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. <laughs> Because I, I hate Rosie O'Donnell. Because I hate I hate the rest of society that much. <laughs> That's what you get for letting me die. Oh man! All right. Fantastic question, Greg. I'm happy you brought it up. Uh, that question will be at the boards. The question is: 100 years from now, we're all going to be replaced by robots. Whose image would you want your robot fashioned from? And the Voice correct of, answer what? is Bill Cosby. Yeah, the correct answer. <laughs> Bill Cosby might be my favorite one. Um, but. Uh, yeah, anybody in the history I'm not sure I understand this. Thing. Dead or alive. <laughs> Why am I being replaced by a robot? <laughs> I really uh, this is, I really want B Sick to answer this because he'll understand he'll understand. B Sick understands this question. And Sick when you listen to this, please take the time and post on the boards how much you do not understand this. <laughs> oh man. Guys, that was uh, another great hour hour of my time, and uh, I'm happy. I'm happy you guys were here to, to share it with us for the share it with me for the hundredth time. And uh, yeah, I hope we can do. I hope we live in a world where we can do this for a uh, hundred more episodes, maybe three hundred more, maybe a hundred years more, and we're robots. And I get to be Patrick Swayze. It'll be great. Well, I'll be dead, but so will Jeff. So we'll be okay. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Oh man! Anyhow, uh, yeah. Thank you, live listeners, per usual. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, thanks, thank you, Lee. downloaders. Thank hey, hundred episodes. Thank you, everyone that's listened to them. Yeah. Cheers to that. Bush light up in the air, three feet. <laughs> I got my my pint and eight ounces of uh, Labatt. Nice. Um, but yeah, congratulations, guys! Another 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 uh, great episode down the shoot. And uh, yeah, thank you, per usual, for the input. Yeah, that's the news, and I am out of here. That's right. Well, I changed my sign off. I was waiting for it. <laughs> that's your timeline. That's that's cool. All right. I, I stole well, the extra points. I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, drive safe. Now, Greg, you say something, and I'll think of something clever to say. <laughs> oh, I was I was gonna say uh, thank you again for listening, and uh, yeah, the Bill Cosby keeping it clean movie hour. Uh, Jeff, take us away. Everyone, make sure to spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> take care. Seagal, fuck it all. Have we used Seagal yet? I don't think we have. Well, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby, ghost dad. How about... Uh, how about Bill Cosby? How about Buddhism? <laughs> oh my god. Bill Cosby. That's all right. Yeah, David Carradine would be a good one, though. <laughs> the David Carradine, the David Carradine not tying lessons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Carradine. I regret nothing. Movie hour. <laughs> <laughs>